Welcome to Mortgage Markets and More. I'm your host, Peter D'Angelo. I hope you're doing well. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and I am here with your mortgage rate update. And we're going to talk about some things that you may not think have anything to do with mortgage rates. But first, let's go over where the rates are today and as we wrapped up last week. Freddie Mac published their survey of mortgage interest rates for January 18th last week, and we were looking at a 30-year rate of 6.6% on average in the country, and the 15-year at around 5.8%. So we're still in a pretty good place from an affordability standpoint. We're not in the sevens on the averages. However, it's important to note that these averages primarily are sharing purchase mortgage interest rates. They are the best priced mortgage rates currently. And if you're doing a refinance or a cash out refinance or purchasing an investment property, purchasing a second home, all of those rates are typically higher. So, you know, it's important to know that mortgage interest rates are not created equal for anything that you may be purchasing. A primary residence purchase is going to get you the best interest rate currently. And then everything else kind of trickles down from there as far as how much higher than this average it looks like. Of course, dependent on your credit score, down payment, equity, your debt to income ratio, things like that. In addition, we're going to look at the 10-year treasury, which is a preferred indicator for where interest rates are and where they could be going. And that market right now is trading at just above 4%. For comparison, when we saw the 10-year treasury yielding lower than 4%, that's when we saw the most improvement on the interest rates for a 30-year fixed rate and things like that. The bond market right now is still trying to figure out how soon is the Fed going to cut, which leads me to the third thing that we're going to look at every Monday, which is the Fed, anything happening with them. Today starts their blackout period because they will be meeting and they will have an announcement at the end of January on actually the 30th and 31st um, at the very end of the month. And they're going to let us know if they're going to be cutting interest rates, if they're going to be holding them steady or raising them. The likelihood of a raise is very, very low at this point. However, it looks as though that they may be holding. And there's been a lot of articles written, a lot of analysts kind of digesting down the minutes from earlier this month from the last time the Fed met. And it looks like we're going to be seeing uh, kind of hold steady because inflation, it looks like it may be ticking up a bit. As we go through the rest of this week, there's going to be some important data points that are going to be published that are going to let us know where inflation's going. And if inflation is flat year over year, that's pretty good. If it goes down, that's the best case scenario. Uh, and then the month over month, we're going to be looking at that too. If any of those kind of start trending upward, we could see the Fed be a little bit more hawkish as opposed to dovish as they were back in December. And that could be a good case for the interest rates to kind of stay where they are. And the issue with that is that the market has been trading after December with overwhelming optimism, expecting interest rate cuts as early as March of this year. So we're going to be talking quite a bit about March and that kind of, that's our reference point as we're heading into the year to see where the interest rates are going to go. And the market trades in a way that speculates and anticipates where things could be going as far as the Fed interest rate, if they're going to be cutting or holding. How that market's trading right now, I can share, is that there's about a 50-50 chance of a cut in March. My personal opinion is that that is not the case. We don't see enough progress on inflation now that we did see some serious improvement over the past couple months. 
We're still not at the Fed's preferred inflation target of 2%. Until we get to 2%, it's a non-starter for conversations about rate cuts. If the Fed were to cut the rate in anticipation of inflation coming down, inflation kind of goes up. You know, a rate cut is stimulating to the economy. If you stimulate an economy that's already super strong, last week we saw the stock market have a record close, a record high. So there's really not a good enough case for the Fed to stimulate the economy while the economy is still super resilient. This brings me to what we're going to talk about today. You're going to buy a home. You're going to get a mortgage, and you're wondering where interest rates are going. What's happening in the Middle East right now? What's happening in the Suez Canal and in the Red Sea? That's affecting your mortgage rate. That sounds crazy, right? You're like, wait a minute. How are these things happening halfway across the world going to impact me and my mortgage rate? That's a great question, and I'm going to answer it for you. Mortgage interest rates, especially in this economy and climate are so heavily dependent on inflation and what the Fed's movements are going to be as far as the Fed fund rate, which kind of sets the standard for lending. If there's geopolitical risks happening and there's any kind of upset to the status quo, which we're still trying to establish after COVID, if we're being honest with ourselves, we don't know what normal quite is in so many respects that has an impact on your mortgage rate. Here's some direct correlations that I could draw for you. Right now, if you, if you listen to the news, you'll hear about Houthi rebels that are attacking ships that are trying to pass through the Suez Canal, which is a huge choke point for trade for the world. A lot of supply ships have been attacked. Uh, unfortunately, it's so sad that the U.S. has lost two uh, Marines that now are presumed dead after losing them um, in this skirmish fighting with these Houthi rebels. And what that's doing is making the supply chain get disrupted again, kind of like what we had during COVID. And so those ships that are supposed to go through the Suez Canal now have to take a much longer journey through the bottom of Africa and underneath and then back around instead of getting that direct shot through the Suez Canal. The domino effect of that occurring you don't have the supply coming in, you don't have the rather regular rhythm of trading, and now you're faced with price changes, mostly price hikes for the goods and whatnot. Oil is something that travels through there as well. And that's an important thing because when it comes to inflation, you're going to hear next week when I talk on Monday about the data that we get this week as far as the market inflation and everything that goes along with that, we're going to be talking about X food and energy. That means an inflation number, an inflation gauge, that takes food and energy costs out of the equation to give us a good idea of where inflation is because food and energy are volatile. I am one of those people that thinks, sure, if you look at any piece of data and exclude something, you can get something approximating what you're looking for. So it's good to just have an understanding of it all. And that gives you a good idea of what it feels like as a consumer, because as a consumer, you have to buy the food, you have to buy the energy, i.e. gas. So that one example of what's happening with the Suez Canal does have this trickle-down effect that can affect inflation, which then will affect your mortgage rate. At the present moment, there's a number of things bubbling up across the world. You know, we have in South America the we're on the heels of the election that had um, a very far right and uh, kind of anti-establishment individual in Javier Malay take over, and that has 
impacts on global trade, the global economy. He wants to take that country to the U.S. dollar, which is going to be a very painful thing because they've got inflation running crazy high. Now, also, we have the fighting in Gaza still ongoing between uh, Israel and in that area. We still have the war in Ukraine. We still have China and a contentious relationship with Taiwan, which that's kind of on the precipice right now. All of these things actually affect what your mortgage rate is because geopolitical risks are part of that mixture and formula of what affects mortgage interest rates. So it's kind of wild when you sit back and you see all these elements that you wouldn't think would matter to you as a home buyer, wherever you live trying to buy a home, but these things do affect. Looking forward to the rest of this week, we're going to have a lot more um, information that is going to be published as far as how inflation is doing. We're going to hear from the Fed next week. So I'm hoping that on Monday next week, I'll be able to give you some information about inflation and some of the key important data points that have been published this week, and we can get a good sense and maybe we can call the shot as to where things are going for the Fed. As far as interest rates and if you're trying to plan properly at this present moment, we are seeing some inventory open up. That report's coming on Friday, and I'm, ex I'm excited to share what we're seeing on the housing side of things as far as listings are concerned. But suffice it to say, for mortgage rates, it's still going to be volatile. And it's going to be volatile for the first quarter of this year, January, February, and March, until we really see inflation start to make meaningful progress consistently and that the Fed feels comfortable that inflation isn't going to rear its ugly head again, it's going to be a volatile time. So we're going to see interest rates tick up and come down and tick up and come down uh, in a, within hopefully a small margin, barring anything rather major hitting the newswire that's going to roil the market and maybe send things in a different direction. That's it for today's quick mortgage update. I hope you found this useful. I again encourage you to like, share, subscribe, download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I will be back on Friday with a real estate market update, but I hope you all have a wonderful week and take good care. Thank you.